I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to the Creep Dive main episode. Hive. Hot. One no. main episode. Main you're right. Episode. You're right. It's a pleasure to be here. How Love are it. you, gals? I'm great. Well, wow. do you know who. That's a lie. I'm <laughs> menstruating. So, not great. Not tip top. Guys. My uterus is trying to exit my body yours? through a two small hole. <laughs> Can we assist you somehow? <laughs> I've got my Do you candy. have a speculum? Speculum I've got in my back. Speck. I am just sitting here with this, this, the journal reporting here, a US cancer patient developing an uncontrollable Irish accent despite having never visited Ireland. Yeah. And uh, this, so this guy, he's in the US and so he was being treated for cancer and developed this Irish brogue despite obviously never being here. In his 50s, diagnosed with prostate cancer and in treatment. But do you remember we covered a couple of these cases a while ago, Cass, you were you were out, and me and Sophie recorded this in our in my closet. Yes. And do you remember the woman? It was 2010. The, Re- the Guardian reported this, and she, her name was Sarah Caldwell, and she was from the UK, and she had a native West Country accent. And suddenly one day, it was replaced by a Chinese accent oh this is very familiar oh god yes (laughs) so that happened about seven years after she'd had a stroke and then in 2006 this other woman uh from the uk linda walker desperate suffered a stroke and discovered her geordie accent had been replaced by 
Jamaican. Oh no! It's Why just is it always the brain, extra problematic? The brain is a very, very odd thing altogether. Because I definitely think um, during that telling that with the Chinese accent, we did a we did a Chinese accent. We did not. Sorry, no, <laughs> but it we was, didn't. I spent the whole time terrified you were about to. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, here we so are, bad. Cass. You have a meeting number for us. Um, yeah, I do. I, I pr- I'll probably just get right into it because there's quite a lot in this. All right. Um, this this story came to me through the Atavist um, magazine, which is one of the best publications on the internet for long reads. It's like one long read comes out maybe every two months or so, but it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and this is kind of the dark side of tween performers and tween youtubers so i'm going to tell you the story the history of a girl called piper rockell who i had no idea i had never heard of her before this but i am in the minority because this american um this american girl has millions upon millions of followers so she was born in August 2007, right? She's a young and she's only 15 now. Would That's that make correct. 15? Yeah. Um, she's American. Her net worth is in the millions. On TikTok, she has 11 million followers. On, she's about five and a half million followers on Instagram. But on YouTube, she has over 10 million subscribers how long has she been doing this she's only 15 so she's been doing it a couple of years but like yeah she's one of these incredibly popular incredibly well-known tween content creators so she creates these like twee youtube videos with titles i'm just gonna go to her youtube page here so like her her latest her you know those kind of like oddly twee videos you're like who is watching these she's 10.6 million youtube subscribers like right jojo swally sort of carry on yeah kind of but like jojo siwa is um <laughs> swally <laughs> is um she's she's like she's a bit older now isn't she like she's in her 20s yeah. she's, she's come out she's got that gay following like she's 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 at least i can see what she would have young ish followers but not like this is kids content essentially oh, like well it's like, kind of almost like slightly skit like yeah it's like, here's that one i turned my house into a hotel and yeah she has a little pug dog is going to be the bellboy and yeah he's wearing a little outfit um things sort of like lo-fi. i celebrated 24 holidays in 24 hours like we're think we're looking at like it looks like What's the story in Balamori? All of the YouTube thumbnails are really bright, garish colors. Um, and there's all these ideas of like my boyfriend and I doing this. Um, really, she's sort of girl next door vibes. Dating as well. in only one color. They're yeah. <laughs> Turning my house into three fast food restaurants. And my kids eat this shit up. They yeah. love it. And mine. Yeah, kids seem to enjoy it. It's like blogging style content that is obviously heavily scripted and, yeah. um, you know, curated. She's, she's going on tour this year. She's going on tour. So she's one of these, Piper's one of these content creators who creates content with a squad. And what I've come to learn that realizes is that there are multiple 
um, YouTubers all connected kind of within the same multiverse that will create content together in different YouTube videos, cross-pollinate each other's channels and um, just become very well known as being friends and being friendly and, you know, yeah. the gang. Like S Club 7, but like for Gen Zoella. Z. And that crew, now they're old. Now they're decorating baby nurseries. That kind of strange stuff. that English crew. Yeah. And she had the insufferable boyfriend who's now her insufferable partner (laughs) and father of her child. Yeah. Okay, I feel so An abomination. They're all... mean. I was just so mean about people who are still basically children. Oh, no. Well, they're all... Very young. They are all insufferable, right? Um, But I'm going to tell you, this story is going to be a little bit about the squad. So, um, I mean, first off, massive props to journalist uh Niall Capello who did this incredible long read on Atavist about um about not necessarily just about Piper but about teen YouTube channels and the history behind them and then what has transpired here. So I'm gonna tell you specifically about one of the squad members whose name is Jensen Ramirez. So Jensen himself has uh a youtube channel and he has let me see here to update you 2.36 million subscribers similar content destroying my sister's wedding dress uh frying, flying 1000 miles to kiss my girlfriend surprising my girlfriend with an extreme holiday makeover mm-hmm. like there's a lot of um weirdly scripted content here a lot of like shocked faces and thumbnails and um just like these are these are like, yeah, just tweeny looking things. I mean, fair play to them. So, uh, John or Jensen Ramirez has a sister called Liana. His mother, Jonah, Jonah is her name. Jonah. It's like J-O-H-N-A. Johanna? Yo. Yo- Jonah. Um, so, very, very normal family, right? But... Uh, his sister, so Jensen's sister, Liana, was the first one in the family. She's eight years older than him. And she uh, was, growing up, interested in performing arts. Usual, went to dance classes, recreational. Loved being on the stage. And uh, Jonah, the mother, was was really proud to watch her toddler blossom into this young, talented kind of performer. Um, they were living in Austin, But Liana dreamed about being on the Disney Channel, making it big in Hollywood. And it didn't seem like that impossible for her because she seemed to be really, really talented. So she started getting in in the kind of auditioning scene and started to audition for things in Hollywood. Things like ads, um, you know, whatever was going on, stage performances. And in September 2011... Uh, they decided to make the family decided to make their way to LA for Liana's first Hollywood audition. It was for the role of uh, a dancer in the stage musical of a Snow White Christmas. And was she still very young, eight or nine? She is young, I think she's probably a 13. Anyway, 13, right? Um, 
but definitely a young child who needs the supervision of her parents needs her parents permission to engage in any of this kind of work or whatever so they go off to hollywood to do the audition and the cast included neil patrick harris who was on yeah he was on how i met your mother at the time and then lindsay pierce of the glee project and wank bank so they go off right uh go off to the audition they are she's practicing dance routines yada 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 she does a dance routine to michael jackson's thriller and um it goes really well right so they announce on facebook that she nailed it and got the role of a dancer so back in texas um they ran a like in the, the the newspapers are writing a piece about liana she's definitely like their local star so jonah's husband nelson was uh the kid's father obviously and they decided that he would stay in texas where he had just recently started a business and jonah would take on the role of driving liana who's 13 and then five-year-old jensen to california for the production so um her mother martha would go and help with the childcare and managing whatever so they were kind of going back and forth for a really long time um while she was doing the production but it became clear very early on that there was a place in LA for Liana that she was doing well and that maybe the family should relocate there so within a couple of months it was decided that Jonah would go and live with the kids in LA and that Nelson would stay in Texas and they would kind of do this sort of long distance family long distance family thing Mm -hmm. like they would make it work where possible but they were going to really invest in Liana's career here and it was going well right now Jensen has this little curly-haired freckly gorgeous little five-year-old so when they're going to all these auditions for Liana it's that classic thing where casting agents are looking at Jensen and they're like that child needs to be in commercials like he has something he's like really gregarious like he's out there he's really chatty he's really really cute and you should get him involved in um in casting so is he about to steal some thunder well not necessarily right so like liana's going down the traditional route of like auditioning for films tv shows and she's getting small parts and it's going grand for her like it's fair enough whereas jensen is um initially yeah interested in the the commercial stuff like that and very soon he starts building out his own career he was in like short films uh, a lifetime movie called the babysitter's black book which sounds dark, but I don't know what that's about. <laughs> so that's all well and good for a couple of years. But as Jensen starts to grow up and he approaches his teenage years, so when he's kind of, when he's coming to the age of like nine, 10, 11, YouTube is really starting to blow up. And he's throwing around the idea of getting into YouTube and he's asking for permission to kind of get on the internet and whatever. Uh, a child's actor's presence on social media was increasingly something of importance to casting agents and directors. But Jonah, whose experience with social media was limited, wasn't convinced. And she was like, I just don't even know what we'd what you'd post or what you'd create or what you'd make up there. Right. So it's about eight years into the family living in Hollywood when the Ramirez's see an ad um, for a casting call. Right. Um the breakdown was, which would usually just, you know, include a description of the project, the parts to be cast and the pay rate, along with information about how to audition. So the one that they saw was for something called the Piper Raquel show, which was planning to shoot a YouTube video on Venice Beach. Um, 
It was described as taking inspiration from the movie Grease. The shoot would involve a tween character named Chase brushing off Piper, the show's star, to look cool in front of his friends. So Chase seemed like a good fit for Jensen. And the listing was offering a pay of $1,500 for eight hours work, which was a very good rate for something like a, a YouTube video or whatever. At the time, the Ramirez's weren't familiar with Piper. Um, she, but they, they did an internet search and they came across a YouTube channel boasting hundreds of hours of video content, including original songs, makeup tutorials, <laughs> stage pranks and challenges like 24 hours handcuffed to my boyfriend. And it's all like innocent stuff, yeah? It's all pretty innocent but stuff, right? There's always a feeling of weirdness about it. Definitely. Because, because they're leveraging a lot of the time they know the view, where the views are coming from if it's not the children yeah it's well, the men you can't control who's watching those videos and yeah a lot of the time yeah it's something it's it seems like there's something weird generally is and right also, like even if it isn't as outsized as pedophiles are watching like the parents are they are now parenting with a monetary agenda exactly like it is undeniably murky territory massively and yeah. like there's no there you know like there's no bloody you know labor laws like they would have in on tv sets or mm. film sets like this so is it's just, just kind of lawless money and once the money starts flowing it would be very difficult to pull the plug and also then the tails sort of wagging the dog so you're like, oh yeah. shit, my kid now is refusing to work today. Yeah. And that's going to cost me. And now <laughs> we've moved into this ridiculous house to feature on their YouTube channel. And the mortgage is Chaos. dependent on the YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. I mean. There is a lot of that stuff. In every perfect. which direction this thing is fucked up. Yeah. Really. I think if your child starts to make it really, really big in any career and then the family's income. Because the parents, like, even with the case of... Uh, Liana and Jensen like Jonah really was looking after them like she was she was one of those parents who wasn't like the pushy stage mom she was allowing them to pursue their dreams but like making sure that they were still getting an education being homeschooled and also very naturally like was negotiating things so that they would be working an appropriate amount of hours and not being taken advantage of and she said no to a lot of things for them as well if it didn't feel right um So they go off to, uh, oh yeah, so so Jensen's looking at her on YouTube and is like, look, she's got loads of subscribers, more than 2 million at the time. So Jonah didn't have a problem with Jensen participating in this social media content um, and she felt like it was actually better for him to do, if this is something that he was interested in, like he wanted to get involved in YouTube, it was something better for him to do it on someone else's channel than have the pressure of trying to create his own and to be able to like give it a go. So they replied for the they replied to the ad and were asked to come for an audition. And um, on the day of the audition, they actually had another appointment in town and were running really late. Um, they called the casting director, the voice coach, and they were like, "It's grand. They really, really like Jensen. So just come along." So off they go, and um, he gets the part anyway, and he's he is in this. Uh, He's in this video. So as the years go on, then he's he's kind of in the video and he becomes a part of the squad where he starts making videos regularly. Right. Piper is uh, Piper's 
popularity starts to explode on the internet. She goes quickly from like 2 million subscribers to gaining more and more and more and more, right? She's managed by her mother, Tiffany. And Tiffany is, Tiffany Smith is probably the, she's, she's, she's where all the darkness is coming from. Like she is just problematic, like not in, not even in the way that you'd expect. Like if you've read or listened to, um, Jeanette Curdy's McCurdy's book, Mm. you've got that typical mom who was almost like wanted to be um, successful by association and was like just plying her with putting pressure on her so that she would be successful so she would look successful tiffany is in a completely different league tiffany is like a really fucking corrupt woman and um so much so that she is currently being sued by 11 former members of the squad holy for money for money right because these people appeared in piper's Videos, so Piper's account. Piper is the epicenter of this squad, right? And the proximity to Piper is is leading to a lot of success for the other squad members. So the squad members may go and create their own channels, but like Piper is the star. Piper Mm. is where it all is, and nothing can be made on their channels or within the squad universe without Tiffany's consent and Tiffany's knowing because. Piper's the star, but Tiffany's the puppeteer. She's the the master of this absolutely huge universe. What do you call the mom and Kardashians? She's the Chris Jenner of these these um, YouTube (laughs) teens, right? I mean, all of that stuff, like the Kardashian stuff, seems quaint compared compared with this stuff. At least she was only fucking with her own kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Tiffany seems to be messing with. So All the children, not in a sex way, more <sighs> exploiting their fun. Not necessarily in, yeah, not, but look, not it's just. necessarily. Tell us more. So, um, Piper, let me see, go, let's go back to Piper, her kind of where she comes from. So she was just a kid in Georgia with big bows and big dreams. Um, her hometown was Canton in the Blue Ridge Mountains, just outside of Atlanta. So she was, um, according to videos posted on her YouTube channel, Tiffany Smith met Piper's father when they worked at a local veterinary clinic together. The relationship fell apart when Tiffany was in her mid-twenties, learned that she was pregnant, and Piper's father, who had never been identified publicly, pressured her to get an abortion. Tiffany decided to keep the baby and went on to raise Piper as a single mother. It was just the two of them and a collection of rescue cats. So, um, Piper... Why is that such a kind of creepy image? The mm, collection of rescue cats? I know. Tiffany started putting Piper into pageants at a young age. Oh, brilliant. She had headshots, fake tans, the jewel dresses, the flipper denture things. And she was like toddlers and tiaras, right? All right. And she was a young star. She was adorable. She was sassy. She twirled. She winked at the judges. She blew kisses at the audience. She collected crowns, sashes and titles. And she made a name for herself in the competitions. So Tiffany became convinced that Piper was destined for massive things. And in the year, in 2016, when Piper turned nine, she, they started the social media channels. 
Nine. So nine. That's yeah. my oldest. And he's asks for he's asking for a YouTube channel, and I'm just like, you can't you deal can't with those comments, pal. I can't deal with the comments. No, it's so I can't sell your childhood. No, in any more ways than I already am. <laughs> Not with you directly. Not where I'd have to do a rev share. <laughs> <laughs> so they get her onto um, social. They get her onto social media when she's nine. Oh my god! Um, and she becomes active on musical.ly, musically, a lip syncing audio app. That two years later, if, don't know if you know this, was sold to TikTok. That was was sold to the Chinese version of TikTok and then reemerged as TikTok in the US. So um, she also started creating YouTube content, posting her first clip in November 2016. In that video, she makes slime. Very simple, low production values. Entirely, the the whole thing is relying on her personality and charisma. Um, That video goes on to get 4.5 million views, which is insane. Insanity. Like, yeah. So... um, it's it's one of those things is just like it, it must have just blown up for whatever reason i think she had was building up a bit of a platform on musically and um it starts to her her popularity just starts to explode on the internet so she continues making youtube content and attracting more and more followers the piper and tiffany then start making trips to la where they are filming videos with fellow kidfluencers um, and they're, you know, starting to fall in love with Hollywood and et cetera. She becomes the fastest growing user on Musical.ly and she's the fir- one of the first to reach 750,000 followers where she's just posting videos of herself, performing comedy sit- skits, et cetera. So from her social media, she's then cast in a reality show called Dance Twins, produced and created by the creator of Dance Moms, which was like a which yes. is like a huge TV show, wildly popular lifetime program. Um, the show only lasted one season, but it's um, it was one of the things I suppose skyrocketed Piper's fame, really. Um, so within episode nine of that TV show. She, Piper, who's 10, is um, preparing to perform at a minor league baseball game with a team of backup dancers in, ma- in matching jerseys. And um, she's, you know, she's just very quickly emerging as a star, right? She is into it. You can sort of see. She's a precocious kind of little performy type kid. Yeah, one of those extroverted kind of things. Right. The mother must know, like, this is fucking fodder for nefarious like this is like but if you're a nefarious person i know you know i know but even even some of the shots what are you implying (laughs) like it's the mother's obviously responsibility but this is totally outrageously grim yeah i'm looking at the making slime vids from five years ago the comments are turned off yeah that's interesting isn't it? it is interesting i think they would yeah they have to they have to turn them off because of the comments that were being left. Well, I imagine like as things start to get a little bit darker for them, it um, they are probably getting a little bit more cautious with what people are saying and what 
um, who's commenting on the early ones, I suppose, as they want to, they want to make it seem like it's all above board and the audience are just, I mean, and the large part of the audience is obviously just kids. But also be people critiquing the parents' choices. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Um, So on that show, Piper becomes friends with 10-year-old Corrine Joy. She was another competitive dancer. And uh, they're, they're friendly, right? But Corrine's mother, Stevie, says that she found she just found Tiffany to be like a walking red flag. She had a tendency to overshare. And one of the first stories that Tiffany told Stevie unprompted was that her boyfriend at the time is a registered sex offender. Mm. But Sorry, Piper's stepfather is a registered sex offender. Oh my Jesus. God. Yeah, but um, Tiffany says that it was a, it was a, consensual encounter with someone who was just a minor oh yeah we've heard it before um someone who was just a minor aka a child but i think her defense is that her boyfriend so it so she was going out with this guy who i'll get to in a little while his name's uh can't remember his name is but we'll get to him he is like 10 years younger than tiffany and so he's only about 20 when all this is happening and he says that, uh, you know, it was it was a, relation, a consensual relationship with someone who was under the age of consent. So he would have been one of those classic, like, he's 20 and she might have been 16 or 15 or whatever it is. Not to justify yeah, it, but, so like, creepy, it? absolutely Because when horrendous. we think back, like, there's always someone we knew who had a boyfriend who was, like, 20. 19, 20. Yeah. And it's, like, at the time when you're 15, you're like, oh, yeah. Grand, cool. cool, and then you're like, what you're a cool 20, guy! Like, eh. Yeah, yeah, eh. it's it's hindsight. Um, so Tiffany's going out with sex offender, right? According to Stevie, then Piper starts receiving gifts in the mail from a fan Tiffany called Megan, implying that she, and and she implied that the fan Megan was around the same age as her, as her daughter. But Tiffany eventually admitted that Megan was actually an adult man. And when she offered to introduce Stevie to him so the Korean could start getting gifts as well, Stevie obviously was like, "No, thank you. That is fucking weird." So Tiffany and Piper moved to LA full-time in 2017, renting an apartment in Hollywood. And they throw themselves into auditions and collaborations set up by Piper's then agent, Matt Duggan. At the time, Duggan was working with a load of young social media influencers trying to break into film, TV and the music industry, including a guy called Reagan Finglas. Remember that name because he'll come up again later. He was another popular creator on Musical.ly. And um, he was working with another, like a number of kind of young people who you might know, Kirsten Hancher, she's one of the top earners on OnlyFans now, and Daniel Cohen, um, who was another person who was really big on Musical.ly. So uh, Tiffany's boyfriend moves in with them in LA, and according to Stevie, who's Corrine's mother, um, they were, Corrine and Stevie were going to go visit Tiffany and Piper in LA but the night before they were to go and stay with them Tiffany says they can't stay in their apartment anymore because um Tiffany's boyfriend Hunter Hunter Hill 
is staying in the apartment. This is a registered sex offender. So obviously he's not allowed near. He's not allowed near children. I don't know, understand how he's allowed near Piper. But he is um, he's staying with them. So Tiffany's boyfriend Hunter. Hunter Hill. He's known online as H2Bala. He originally from Wyoming is a huge content creator himself. Uh, he had a big following on Musical.ly. And he moved on to YouTube and he also became one of Duggan's clients. He was 20, more than 10 years younger than Tiffany. Hunter and Piper sometimes made content together. Um, you know, numerous videos and posts where they claim to be brother and sister. God, I've just logged on to Hunter's YouTube and his last post is titled Flirting with Piper's Mom. Uh star star kiss star star kiss emoji like it is fucking grim yeah so um nobody likes hunter anyway the duggan's talent management company talent agency starts a an online network producing short form content for kids in the summer of 2017 it's called brat and sorry, they didn't start Brat, but Brat used the roster of his talent to uh, cast their shows. So Piper was cast in as a lead in a show called Manny, in which she portrayed a young sidekick to an eccentric male nanny. Um, the first season aired on Brat's YouTube channel, receiving between 5 and 17 million views per episode. And this is what propels Piper into like international stardom. So... Um, She's growing and growing and growing. Um, it's then in November 2018 when she decides to start making, like she's making more and more YouTube videos on her own. And she enlists Corrine in her YouTube videos. And that is the beginning of the squad. Mm. So 2018, uh, the first iteration of what now would become the squad. So it was kind of like a self-styled Mickey Mouse club. They um, And she invites other friends and collaborators into this squad. So you've got Sophie Ferg, Fergie, who was also on that show, Manny. A boy named Swoyer Sherbino. Um, Swoyer's teenage sisters, Saxon and Brighton. These names, the names are just... The names. Reagan Fingless. <laughs> I am still... You were like, remember that Holding name. On. And I was like, no problems in remembering that name. <laughs> yeah. Um, they they start... Yeah, they start making loads of different... They all have their own channels and they start making their own things together. They're um, connected in some way to Jake Paul oh, when he's safe. young, you know, which we, we know he's been like completely... Um, problematic or whatever so piper is filming and she starts filming with swoyer sherbino's friend gavin magnus who is a kid with gelled hair pop star aspirations um they had met at the 13th birthday party of somebody else a singer and content creator linked with uh annie leblanc who was one of the most famous tween youtubers at the time at a 13 year old's party they're all networking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like they're all they're all, it's basically like it's it, they're all connected these things so they're all learning from each other appearing in each other's videos and then going out and creating all their um all their other their content right so that's kind of the history of the um this squad gavin uh, magnus 
it does become very, very famous. And Piper is a cast in one of his videos. Both kids are 11 at the time. The video, which went live on Valentine's Day 2019, shows Piper as the object of Gavin's affection, accepting a bouquet of heart-shaped balloons and posing for selfies with him. The vi- that video went on to get 33 million views. What? Um, they kept making content together, and not before long, Pavin is born. So, so this kid, Gavin Mangus, is... Justin Bieber, as far as I can see. Yeah, it's a young, cute kid. And like, this is the thing, they're all still kids. They're all still like 14, 15, 16 years of age, you know? They're all still very, very young. And Pavin is their communal couple in Portmanteau, is it? Yes. So they cop on very quickly that this idea of ships and relationships is really popular on the channels that like people really buy into them the kissing the my boyfriend the like catfishing videos this kind of stuff in the hot tub do you know yeah i mean they're two kids in a hot oh and this is where it's really really fucking murky right um especially because you're talking about 11 year olds at this stage when pavin is born but they um they start calling they they go from calling them each other's crushes to declaring themselves boyfriend and girlfriend um and it's it starts off pretty innocent but then they make you know weird prank videos gavin ignoring piper for 24 hours to see how she react piper pretending she lost her memory and couldn't remember who gavin was um and a lot of the videos explain it required explanations for the younger fans so they're sort of teetering into kind of um weirder stuff like in 2019 a video titled catfishing my girlfriend to see if she cheats gavin is um explaining that to accomplish his goal he'll need a cat and a fish and then a male voice behind the camera says i don't think that's how catfishing works but like weird to introduce these concepts to like really young people so um pavin's popularity was still rising but then in july 2019 gavin shocked fans with a video titled my breakup the truth it's over in the video oh my god yeah in the video gavin's friend connor is told to read aloud a text that gavin claims to have sent a group chat with piper and sophie saying i'm sorry it's ending like this i can't take the anxiety stress and overall complication of this connor reads the screenshot of um as he reads the screenshot of the text is on the video There is going to be times where I will see pictures of us all and remember when we were having fun, not being so controlled, not being just investments. Mm. So that's one of the first um, major red flags, right? Who's written that? Sorry. So Gavin has written that and texted it to Piper and Sophie, members of the squad. And they've, whose video is it on? Gavin's. Gavin's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so God, I am on a live stream with Gavin right now. <laughs> like they're just you and 40 men in their eight seventies. Oh, why Great. we aren't friends anymore. With who? What's up fam? It's Gavin Magnus. Today I'm asking my ex-girlfriend to be my Valentine. And she said, yes, this is so unexpected. So make sure you stay tuned to see her reaction when I asked her. And it's, hashtag piper raquel hashtag truth hashtag reveal and like all there's the usual like comments scrolling on the side of the live oh Oh my my god God. so this is the beginning of the end for the squad no not even close so there's a lot of things so he starts saying there's a lot of things that went down a lot of things that were inappropriate i was removed from a toxic environment 
So he said, please don't send any hate to either one of us. It's, there's already enough going on on Instagram and the legal side. So he's, he's doing that influencer. I can't talk about it, but I will allude yeah, to, yeah. to right, all this right. kind of stuff. So he doesn't give specifics. Um, he's, he's not his usual self. He's kind of, um, you know, whatever, but he does still promote his merch gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and has a, a, a blooper gag reel at the end of it. Right. <laughs> so, um, Jonah, back to Jonah Jensen's mother. She's not familiar with all this like influencer gossip that's going on. And, um, she isn't like, you know, keeping on top of what all this this drama or whatever is going on so um a week after he initially shoots the venice beach video she gets an email letting her know that jensen is invited to be in a different video for which he'll be paid just 125 dollars not the 1500 that he was paid for the first one so when she was asking for clarification about the rates and all that kind of stuff um she received a call from tiffany smith Piper or yeah, Piper's mother. Um, so they said they wanted Jensen to be in a video with the trio of boys that would rate outfits worn by their daughters. In Jonah's telling what? Tiffany, yeah, so they they are assuring her that it's innocent tween content. Rate the outfit. Yeah, so this what? is kind of like where he's becoming more more part of the squad. So like, even the kids, everybody knows at this point what they're actually selling. Even the kids would be. Some like they're getting DMs, but they're so young. They're so young. Aren't necessarily. um, Sorry, the kids aren't necessarily managing their own social media channels. You know, like the parents are probably. I don't know if they are or not, but like edit on these videos. Yeah, it's not the kids sitting down and who's holding the camera, like you know, and who's typing out the titles on YouTube. So, um. 125 euro was far lower than what Jonah had set for Jensen's work and um, she wanted to make sure that if he was working that it was work that was professional and worth his while but Jensen was like really Jensen really really wanted to do it so Jana was making the um, was making an exception so um, this time they turn up and it's like rather than being like a set or like a professional production it's an apartment complex in the heart of Hollywood they are like they become accustomed to working in studio so they're a bit surprised by this but there was just a you know a common area another tween creator was sitting there Lev Cameron a blonde dancer from France who had previously appeared on So You Think You Can Dance um Lev was 13 uh slightly older than Jensen the boys waited together to be called for the shoot was which was happening upstairs in the apartment where Piper lived with her mom and Hunter so um, this was one of the first times I think Jonah's meeting Tiffany and she, uh, Jonah got the impression that Tiffany expected her to wait downstairs while Jensen was filming. But when she moved to accompany her son, Tiffany was resistant. So Tiffany says the kids do better when the parents aren't around. Oh God. But Jonah was like, absolutely not. Um, she'd always been she'd always relied extensively on the legal protections around child stars in California and was like if she's on if they're on set you know the you parents yeah are allowed to be there or whatever well Tiffany's used to, to running her own show that's it but and like Jonah's think, like oh, I'm coming from actual professional 
mainstream yeah, yeah exactly and she's like no it's really important that we have protections here proper meal breaks tutors financial planning resources for child actors and their families and that you know they're getting the they're only working the appropriate hours um they're also minors are not supposed to be alone with adult cast or crew members without guardians so um john insisted that she go upstairs and once up there she was just hanging back staying inside the apartment while Jensen filmed with the other kids in the hallway she didn't like she was kind of in this difficult situation because the other parents are very much like live and let live and they allow their kids to do whatever thinking assuming that it's all for the best or whatever Jonah has a really kind of bad instinctive feeling about this crew and whatever else she's trying to keep she's trying to make that balance between like keeping her son her you know 12 year old son happy not embarrassing him in front of the other kids and allowing him that community and I think one of the big parts of this story and why it unfolded the way it did is that because Jensen had been kind of on the road and been supporting Liana's career for so long he didn't go he was homeschooled and he didn't have very many friends Mm. or that sense of community so when he did start to make it in this squad Jonah was like oh she felt a little apprehensive but then was like is it he needs friends and he needs support and he needs community and he really enjoys this so like kind of am I just being over cautious yeah essentially so um Tiffany and Hunter handle all the technical aspects of the shoot Piper and Sophie put on various outfits and the boys have whiteboards and they're playing fashion police so the girls are wearing clothes bearing their midriffs catwalking down for the boys for each round of judging the video would receive more than seven million views and was posted on sophie's personal youtube channel under the title my crush reacts reacts to my fashion nova outfits so fashion nova was the retail company that the clothes for the clothes they were promoting the video doesn't specify which of the boys was sophie's crush but soon it becomes apparent that Jensen is the boy to film to fill this role. He's twelve. So Jensen obviously sorry, he's twelve. He's twelve, right? Alive. So Tiffany um approached her so Jonah didn't know much about this kind of what these ships and whatever these crushes and stuff in, entailed and what they meant, right? But Tiffany approached her not long after the shoot. Um, and was like, we need to form a ship between Jensen and Sophie. A ship relationship. A ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jophie was created. Um, Fake though. Yeah, it's for the potential. Yeah, it's for the cameras, right? Piper is the then showman's. in yeah, a yeah. in a ship between twelve year olds organized by a mother. Ugh. Yeah, I have the video up. How is she looking? What's the? They're looking like children wearing tank tops. Yes. and yeah, it's sad. True children. It's weird, so, isn't it? Can I ask you what the landing shot looks like before you click on the um, video? Let me. It's just like a, is it suggestive or mm, the? It's just a still. Rea- okay, Grant. Uh, but this is years ago. I before mean, people. She is wearing a mesh tank top. Um, but like, look. Okay. Stop slut shaming the child. I, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, I feel like it's a a game of like who wore it better because they keep coming out in the same outfits and the boys are writing names on the whiteboards. And holding up who's... Yeah. It's all all very, very strange. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Right. Um, there's the three lads. Oh my God, this is so strange. I feel weird watching this. Yeah, that feeling, lean into it. Like, presumably your man's mum who's hiding behind a door where it's being filmed. Will I put a bit of audio up on this? Yeah, yeah go on. Them. Okay. Like Sophie's Who I'm picking. Why? They look identical. The same thing, and they look okay. Anyway, go on. All very strange. Anyway, right? So uh, Jensen and Sophie are in a ship. Piper's in a ship with Lev. Um, fans are getting really excited by both pairings. The video in which Jensen calls Sophie his crush for the first time gets more than six million views and nine thousand six hundred comments. So. Uh, Jensen's success on YouTube happens pretty quickly and Jonah learns quickly that the day rates the $125 day rates is not how this squad member it's not how they make money the kids um, actually basically aren't getting compensated by Piper's team at all but they are profiting by being in Piper's inner circle. And then launching their own YouTube. On the exactly. Back. As squad members, their personal social media ch- channels garnered attention, which would translate into massive revenue. Jensen eventually earns between $30,000 and $40,000 per video. A month. A month? A month. Holy moly. From brand deals, sponsored posts, monetized videos. Um, so putting your experience in production to use, Jonah becomes her son's videographer, editor, and um, suddenly like is charged with with put, keeping his social accounts flush with content. So they agree that, according to Jonah, Jensen and her verbally agree to share his earnings. 
Um, a California law dictates that a child actor's income is theirs alone, but Jonah claims she and Jensen decided it was fair that she be compensated for her labor. So she's producing, okay. editing, and all that kind of stuff. So she's agreed with <laughs> her twelve-year-old. Agreed with me. Yeah. So together they set up J and J Ramirez Productions, um, which is a limited company. So. Uh, th- things are going well. Joan is pretty happy. Jensen actually has these like good friendships with some of the squad members, particularly Lev, and uh, he's got steady work. He seems to be happy appearing in Piper's videos and um, building up his, you know, building up his own audience. Piper's channel with various scripted and marketing videos is like just incredibly popular, right? Um. Piper's fans seem to like it when she used her videos to make Gavin Magnus look bad. So after their breakup, right? Gavin would later allege that Piper's team, which kept pushing the idea that he'd betrayed Piper somehow, launched an unfollow Gavin campaign that cost him more than 20,000 followers. So it became a hot topic in Kimfluencer gossip forums, also known as shade rooms, in which um, fans would, would post videos and 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 like oh god basically just tattle like for it's title for kids right oh my Teen god tattle. yeah and and fans speculating about who had who had upset who and who had wronged whom so um the former pair's collaborators were also split and they were urged by the adults behind Piper's and Gavin's teams to choose sides. So soon Piper and Gavin weren't just two halves of a one-time ship. They were the leaders of rival influencer groups or squads. So you have Piper's squad and Gavin's goat fam um, competing all the time to make different videos poking at each other, right? Um, Whose squad has got a better name? Well, it's just goat fam. Goat fam. At this point, is Piper still at the top of this pyramid scheme of nonsense? Piper (laughs) is, I think, still to this day the top, you know, one of them, right? So in 2019, November, Gavin's posting a new video about his breakup with Piper. This time he's ready to go into detail. He admitted that he and Piper had agreed to form a ship to grow their profiles, but the situation turned sour. Gavin claimed that Tiffany became abusive and obsessive. Gavin called the nearly seven months he worked with Piper and her mom the most stressful of his life. He said that he wasn't allowed to hang out with anyone Tiffany didn't approve of and that Tiffany had anxiety attacks during which she did extreme things, including jumping out of cars and screaming at the kids who were working with Piper. Tiffany. Tiffany is insane. Oh my God, guys, there's an Instagram called Squad Shade Room. (laughs) T is here. Updates and drama on teens, squads, young influencers and more. Feel free to send in T slash updates. And this is where, and this is where I will disappear for many hours today. <laughs> yeah. So, um. It's all these kids. He. So Tiffany is. Gavin is, Magnus and like Lev. There's Lev. Tiffany's losing it. Tiffany because never had it. On. Okay. Tiffany never had it is what I'm gathering, right? So Gavin goes on to say that. Um, she would yell at things. She would call them at all times of the night. She would text them and, and, and do things and call names. She said that no 12-year-old should be called by a 30-year-old woman. He also says that <laughs> Tiffany offered them vapes and that he wasn't the only influencer who had to stop working with Piper because of Tiffany's behavior. Oh my God, I'm watching Creepy Dancing. 
get off it. You'll turn yourself into a Peter. I can't. Like, here we... Like, this is... You'll turn yourself into a Peter. <laughs> well, what'll happen is you fucked with your, your whole algorithm. algorithm. And now all you'll get served is teenagers dancing. Um, squad Shade Room is a must follow from where I'm sitting. <laughs> Recent TikTok posted by hashtag Piper Raquel letting everyone know she won't stop making videos with hashtag Gavin Magnus. Guys. Epic. What a world. And it would be all well and good if it was sort of produced. Would it even be better if this was a network show? The fact that it's just such chaotic management. It's all <laughs> it's all desperate, right? So at the time, Tiffany and the crew, just, you know, they explained this away as Gavin just being bitter because he was kicked out of the squad. Um, so the that's kind of wool being pulled over their eyes or whatever. Jensen still always being part of the squad. Hours were spent filming were long, beyond what's legally permitted for working minors in California. A fact that is supported by paperwork that Jonah would later file with the courts. Um, Jonah who had Jensen and Liana in online school while they pursued their careers noticed that there were no tutors available on set for squad members and she and other squad members have since stated that they were especially concerned about Piper who claimed to have dyslexia didn't seem to be able to read and um, it wasn't clear to squad members parents which workplace standards applied when you're creating YouTube content um, and who was responsible for enforcing them like should it be Tiffany or should it be the platforms that are you know Mm -hmm. should it be YouTube Um, Jonah started to notice that Tiffany had this eagerness to control the lives of the squad members so it was difficult for them to do anything except film without Piper so according to Jonah her and the other moms said that Tiffany didn't just discourage the kids from going to parties, attending auditions or being tagged in photos that that um that didn't involve the squad, but she would view it as like an outright betrayal. And if she if they did be if they were seen with other friends or anywhere else or outside of this kind of controlled group, she would get really, really pissed off and angry with them. So um <laughs> Tiffany So happening yeah crazy so like angela sherbino who's sawyer's mother said that she that she, <laughs> she called her child sawyer sawyer sewer sawyer um that uh if it, she wanted to start taking her son to more traditional acting roles and tiffany said that if um if he leaves the squad basically <laughs> that like if he goes out. and does that he's out essentially <laughs> right but you have to remember that they're now the they're but making shit tons channel. of money on this but like it's tiffany does she owe them any money though because they are because that's no but they've about, seen it like they've seen it with gavin and people who've left the squad and this is the thing right hunter um, remember him, Hunter creepy Hill, creepy man. Stepdad. He claims that he has this like insider man in YouTube that is like helping them promote the channel, and that's oh, where their sure success Hunter. comes from. Uh, and when people, connected. but when people leave the squad, their channels don't do that well because they start like not doxing them, but like having bots quickly like and unlike things. Okay. They start reporting them. He's posted their content on porn sites, oh which then gets God. the content flagged and demonetized by YouTube. So like Hunter is God. doing this. Hunter is doing this. He's a bad egg. He's but that's the level of control they have, right? So um things then start to get a little bit more nefarious in the actual videos. So 
According to a lawsuit that was filed last year, Tiffany is giving squad members instructions about what to do in videos, including directing them to kiss, to make ships seem more real, to push their butts out, make sexy kissing faces or wear something sluttier. Um, and because the kids weren't always with their children during the shoots, they didn't always know what went on until later. And they were um, the kids were very afraid of complaining because they didn't want to be kicked out of the squad. Oh, it's so dark. Yeah, so um, Hunter Hill admits to Angela Sherbino that he uh, tanks the kids' channels by embedding their videos on porn sites, which could which gets the content flagged and on list on YouTube. That. He admits it to Angela, so maybe it's a threat that he's saying that that's what he will do, but um, basically oh, puts them in a sense of control and fear and you know whatever else. So. Jonah didn't want to jeopardize Jensen's career or happiness by walking away from the squad entirely. And she didn't want to go to war with Tiffany. So she um, she's uh, just worried about Jensen losing important personal bonds. And, uh, you know, she's trying to... Um, she's just trying to, to figure this out, right? Easily as... Yeah, and then maybe she's trying to, like, concentrate on maybe other opportunities. So in February 2020... Um, Tiffany announced that the squad are taking a road trip to, to Las Vegas but Jensen is waiting to hear about a callback for another project at the time so according to Jonah Tiffany told her that she and Jensen can head back early if they got good news and they wanted to go to the, to the call, callback so off they go on the trip but when they're there they um, were the Tiffany announced that she wanted the boys and the girls... Oh, sorry. When they're there, things weird things start happening. Tiffany announced that she wants the boys and the girls to spend the night in adjoining rooms unsupervised. But um, the parents are like, this is absolutely insane. So Jensen... Jonah insists that Jensen obviously is not allowed to go and sleep in with his friends and they have to stay in a, a room where another mother and son pair are staying. This is fucking... Of course, like the 12, 13 years of age. Jensen then gets the call back that he's been waiting for. And Jonah is like, fuck yes, we can leave this stupid weird trip. Um, but as soon as Tiffany finds out, she gets, Jonah then gets a call from Piper's manager, Peggy. And um, Peggy made it clear that if Jensen let the trip, he would be kicked out of the squad. So it ends up that Jensen then misses the call back. So he's now like building a, ba- like he's, that's bad reputational damage. Yeah. He's not going to... Trapped um, in the squad. Trapped in the squad. So um, when the squad returned to LA, they went to a five-bedroom rental home in Hollywood where Tiffany had recently moved all of the content creation operation. Everyone was exhausted. Tiffany wanted them to keep filming. At some point, according to Shona, her, uh, um, Tiffany cornered Jensen and another kid, Walker Bryant, in a bathroom, she berated them, calling them horny bastards for allegedly holding hands with two girls who weren't their assigned crushes. And during a car oh ride, the, so she's she's just given out to them in you a bathroom, horny right? Bastards. And freaked, but she's freaked them out. And this is one of the first <laughs> You're times signed ship. Yeah, You're this is one of the first times that Jensen admits to his mother that What's Tiffany is a like lunatic. this absolute uh, lunatic. So. Um, Tiffany or Jonah is like it's time to leave this fucking squad this is this is traumatic so um she she knew that she had to go about this in a very cautious way that you know it would result in his drama 
<laughs> yeah, that but also like spin out potential the loss of results, it's finances or whatever showing up on some creepy site. Yeah, so Jonah calls her husband Nelson. Remember him back in Texas. <laughs> Yes. He hasn't had much interaction with Tiffany or Hunter or any else with the squad. So even though Jonah had previously voiced concerns, um, she had the situation, you know, she said she had the situation under control. So um, she she opened up finally to Nelson about some of the issues on set of this on set of the shoots, the types of videos that Jensen was making, the control Tiffany had over the group, and the backlash that ex squad members were facing. And she said, "Look, I need your help, and I need you to come over here, and we come up with this exit process to get him out of the squad." So Nelson agrees. He says he'll go up to her, and together that they will help get him, uh, remove him from the squad. So they weren't the only parents at the time who were trying to get their kids out of the squad. Um, Walker Bryant's uh, parents were, and a girl named Indy Carey's parents were also trying to get her, get them, get them kind of away from it or whatever. Um, so they hoped there would be some sort of strength in numbers here and that they would be able to, I don't know, approach this as a unit. Meanwhile, another former squad member was publicly making accusations against Tiffany. So um, a girl called Clementine Lespazier worked with the squad for four months before stepping away in March 2020. Um, She made a video, of course, clarifying her reasons for leaving. She says that um, she felt pressured by Piper's team to do things she was uncomfortable with. They tried to put me in a love triangle, she says. I'm only 13. I didn't want to fake a relationship this early. She also alleges that (laughs) Tiffany... Sorry. Yeah. Tiffany kept shoving confidentiality agreements in our faces, pressuring for us to sign them so she could try and silence us like everybody in the squad. She wanted to control the public story of every single squad member. And if the team felt that we didn't listen, they would punish us by not promoting us to show their power. So, yeah, this is like, this is, this is a thing. Tiffany's, Tiffany starts, tries to sue Clementine's mother then for defamation. So that's a lawsuit that's going on in the background. So, um, do, 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 I'm just watching the most insane video I've ever seen of the squad. Of the squad, it's Hunter Hill's channel, and uh, is it the uh, who's Piper's real dad episode? Uh, no, that just came under my nose. That's his most viewed. Click away, you're I've gonna got, get. I've I shaved off Piper Raquel's eyebrow. Star, 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 asterisk, asterisk, prank. So most this of the adult video man. is this adult man creeping around Unrelated a child's to a child. bedroom while she apparently sleeps. Oh my God. Putting makeup over one of her eyebrows to make it look like it's gone. Whether she, whether she's asleep or not, whatever. But she wakes up as, with him running a shaver like beside her head so that she, she thinks he's, he's mid-shave. And she gets up, looks in the mirror... Looks to be on the verge of tears. He's laughing and filming her. All, she's also set up three sta- like three stationary cameras around oh the bedroom. Oh my god! What it's is all this? So and this fucked. is five years ago. She's a ten-year-old child in the video. Okay, sorry. So, um, sex predator right, so has prank with ten-year-old <laughs> in her bedroom. Yes. It's hideous, isn't it? Yes. Right, there's still quite a bit to come in this, so I'm going to power through because we're already on an hour and five minutes, right? So, um, this, Piper's mother, Tiffany, 
trying to sue Clementine's mother, Caroline, for defamation. Okay. In defense of the lawsuit and the defamation, Caroline's team obtain a legal letter written by Reagan Fingless. Who's he I again? I knew he was going to come back. So he's Is this one of the squad guy. He was a, kind of a previous squad guy, a adult, yes. Um no, he was oh. another he was another teen who was involved in the squad, another big uh, creator on Musically. And he the letter that he had submitted to the courts details an incident that he claims occurred at Tiffany's Hollywood home in 2017. So a group of influencers and their teams, including Piper, Tiffany and Reagan, attended an event um, that was sponsored by a company. When the party ended, some of, remember Duggan, Matt Duggan's talent agency? Yeah. Some of his clients went back to Tiffany's apartment to film content. According to Reagan, who was 17 at the time, Tiffany provided alcohol to everyone, including then nine-year-old Piper. The group oh then decided God. to go live on an app called YouNow. And during the stream, an intoxicated Tiffany oh turned to Reagan, grabbed his face and started kissing him. Oh. What age was he? 17. 17. Piper was standing behind them and could be seen pulling Tiffany away from Reagan before Tiffany again appeared to force herself on the teenager. Oh. Reagan, Reagan alleged that Tiffany's behavior continued off camera. He claimed she grabbed him by the waist and attempted to drag him into the bedroom. He said, I was scared Tiffany was going to rape me. Oh, my God. He claimed um, that... Uh, I'm sorry, the drunk nine-year-old also there yeah. with her mother. Oh, he hell. reported the incident at the time to Matt Duggan, who said that he would make Tiffany held accountable. Reagan said that Duggan was my mentor at the time. I trusted him to do the right thing. Um, then the next day they saw that the videos for the live stream were no longer were online. So he assumed that Duggan had reported them or otherwise had them taken down. Reagan didn't go to the police. Um, but, you know, he didn't go to the police, but was contacted later by the FBI about these investigate about these allegations. Um, so, right, this all starts to go... This, I don't know if this information then is getting back to the other parents of the, of, of the kids who are currently in the squad, if this is public information or if it's just become public since everything else has um, has uh, gone on, right? Um, there is then other allegations um, from Gavin Magnus on behalf of uh, on behalf, sorry, there's other allegations from Gavin Magnus's legal team. Documents leaked to parents whose kids were once in the squad allege intentional infliction of emotional distress, civil harassment, violation of child labour laws, cyber stalking by Tiffany and Hunter. Mm-hmm. And um, they describe the relationship between Tiffany and the kids in the squad as Svengali-like. Mm. So um, they include this... These legal documents include screenshots of text messages Tiffany sent to Gavin chastising him for tagging a friend outside of the group in his content calls <sighs> Gavin a shout out slut. So the documents <laughs> the level to which Tiffany has lost her mind here is she never <laughs> had it right. Very satisfying. Now I know she was always a little deranged but then the power wild. She's completely lost it. The documents Shout out slut is 
Iconic. What does she yeah. call the two the kids that refuse to be in a horny bastards? Horny bastards. Who are holding hands outside of the fake relationship. The oh documents, all, these oh legal God. documents also describe the relationship between Tiffany and the adult male fan of Piper's, the one that was known as Megan. Um, So according to accounts uh, provided by Gavin and his parents, Tiffany referred to this fan as the stalker and the paedophile, but sent him videos of her daughter in exchange for money, food and (gasps) gifts. Um, Like like personal videos. Yeah. And then in another bizarre accusation, um, they said that Tiffany sometimes pretended to be a character called Lenny the Dead Cat and under the guise of Lenny she would make sexual comments to the squad members and manipulate and scare the children into silence. So uh, the... Oh my God. Yeah. What the fuck is going to happen in the end? Like Because a lot of this shit went down before there were, were any laws. Yeah. With now, anything to do with social this, media. These, these documents, these legal documents prepared by Gavin's team were never filed to the courts. Why? Instead, in 2020, Gavin and Piper start making content together again. What? So they Gavin come and to who? Gavin Piper. and Piper. So did they, was this... The, they was obviously this come to some sort of offline, settlement. like, yeah. out-of-court agreement. Okay. Um, so they, I don't know how they come back to this um saying that that they come to this sort of agreement where he can be part of that maybe this is what it is like just come back and be part of the channel and you know let's brush this under the car- carpet because you've loads of money to make here by being part of the squad um but anyway Jonah starts to hear about all of these uh, accusations. She hears about Reagan's, Clementine's and Gavin's accusations against Tiffany. She's completely overwhelmed. She's like, how could you possibly allow your child to continue in this environment knowing all of this? And so Nelson's on his way to come and help pull uh, Jensen out of the squad. So in April 26, 2020, um, the... Ramirez's, the Bryants and the Careys all have a conference call with Peggy to tell, this is Piper's manager, to tell her that the kids were leaving the squad. A few days later, Nelson travels from Texas to visit the family. Jonah was prepared for Tiffany and Hunter to put up a fight and for Jensen to be upset. So she was hopeful that together with Nelson, they would be able to weather the fallout and, you know, navigate this as proper parents. Oh, Oh Then... Two weeks after the call with Peggy, where they announced the thing, Nelson turns around and makes an announcement. Jensen, staying in the squad. More money. Not leaving the squad. So, so Tiffany is just shelling out here. Well, Duh. what happened was, after talking to Jensen and to Tiffany, Nelson had a different take on the situation. From his perspective, he said that... There were problems with the squad pertaining to scheduling and onset rules, but My they were just arse. growing pains of a new business. I mean, this reeks My of money, arse. reeks and reeks and reeks of money. So the kids wanted to be there and had to be dragged away, he said, that they enjoyed it. And he felt that Jonah and some of the other squad moms had exaggerated, misconstrued, or even made up allegations against Tiffany because they resented how much their kids needed her and Piper to be successful. He said the women were being vindictive and that he saw no reason to be concerned about Jensen's well-being. So, like, what a fucking betrayal. What a absolute rat of a man to go against his wife's wishes like that and to step into a situation and say, everything's no, fine. everything's fine, I know more here. So, 
Anyway, but the thing is, being in the squad is what Jensen wanted. And soon, Liana starts to support the decision too. She, in the meantime, is still trying to make it in Hollywood. And she's actually filmed some videos with the squad and with her brother. This is the older sister, sister, right? kind of have a career in It was getting small parts or whatever. So Joan is completely blindsided by this. Um, obviously, over the years, she had grown distant from Nelson because she had, you know, been physically b- distant. Physically distant. Yeah. And she said it had begun to feel like their marriage was a bit of a business arrangement. But they always, she always thought that they had like a united front for their kids. This um, is so sad, actually. And now, Fuck, her whole family has turned against her. Her. Her family. So Nelson says Jensen's not leaving the squad. Liana's like, I support Jensen's decision to be in the squad. And, um, and Jensen's, Jensen's like, like I want to be in the squad. But what because about he's all, a child. What about all of Jonah's proof that all this mad shit went down? But like so much of it isn't making it to the courts. Now there is, there is currently a court case going on with 11 ex-squad members. But Jonah's not part of that he's suit. Because her... Because she was on something to- different, right? Um... That's actually so. Grim. Tiffany seems to have won so far, but no. Well, yeah, shit's going down. Meanwhile, right. behind <laughs> how's the squad happening there? Behind, Sophie's way ahead. I <laughs> know, I'm not. I'm not. I promise. Behind the scenes, then the squad are aware that Jonah's tried to remove Jensen. So then she's like, "Fucking, she can't go near the squad." And the squad family are like, "You're just stirring shit over yeah, here, exactly. and we don't want you around." Is Jensen her son now 18 yet no he's not but jensen decides that when he's going on sh- on shoots or whatever that he would rather be alone sep- no chaperoned he still has to be chaperoned but he's going to be chaperoned by either nelson or liana so she became this and this was something that nelson supported as well so um he continued to live with jonah but she wasn't allowed to go on shoots with him or any of that kind of stuff but he was spending more and more time oh up with his friends when he was home, he often stayed in his room. He would text his mother, but like sometimes not text her back and leave or whatever. So she became, she just couldn't believe what had, like, what had happened and what was going on here. So um, she kept trying to say that, look, Tiffany is going to tear our family apart, but no one was listening to her. Then that September, Sophie Fergie became, became one of the latest kids to leave the squad Sophie and her mom Heather had been living with Piper Tiffany and Hunter when the mother and daughter moved out Tiffany was furious and there was a fight over the ownership of some cats so then Heather got <laughs> the in touch collection of cats. cats right now Sophie remember was like his original ship ship yes yeah so like they had a close working relationship That's so right. soon out so Sophie's mother Heather Portmanto gets in touch works yeah like, she could have gotten in with a ship with Lev, but then it would have been Lofi and it wouldn't have been as good. Not as good. So, um, Sophie's... Whereas Liper works. <laughs> Sophie is um, excommunicated from the squad and she becomes enemy number one, right? But Heather reaches out to Jonah and she's like, look, because Jensen and Sophie had such a close working relationship, it might make sense that they be able to have a conversation away from the rest of the squad about what has happened and what's gone on. So, the, but, but Jensen's so ingrained in this squad and so under the control of Tiffany that Jonah knows that she, he'll never agree to it. So the two mothers try to set up this like surprise meeting between the two. 
so that they can have a chance to talk. But when Jensen is in the car and spots Sophie, he freaks out, calls Tiffany and Hunter, and he's like, my mom has just done this and tried to set it up. And everyone's like, your mom's rushed. <laughs> like, they're really, like, really just digging the nail in and, and, and pulling it, you know, creating that divide between um, Jensen, and his mom. Jensen and his mother, right? So he refuses to get out of the car at all and they don't have the conversation. The whole meeting is is um, botched, right? Um, the Tiffany and Nelson even are, are painting this as a betrayal. Whole squad members and their families are saying that Jonah can't be trusted. She's possessive, greedy, trying to ruin her son's career. So she was just she was like initially unwelcome and ignored by the squad but now she's like an out and out threat so um he goes on he continues filming content with the squad in in continuing to have a relationship on camera with uh, a girl called eliana he says his first kiss was actually on camera so was piper's yeah just watched it a minute ago (laughs) whose was hers with which ship was she in then like, um, was she 13 at the this is so crazy so it's so crazy. crazy right i mean bearing in mind like they're only 15 now so finally uh seeing no other choice jonah decides to file for divorce and appeal for joint custody of jensen in 2021 forgotten about the sister completely. she submits well her sister is over adult. is is an adult right she submits a legal petition for the appointment of a conservator over Jensen's estate, Uh-oh. making it clear that she wasn't attempting to take Jensen's money, but to protect him from this because he's got no, he's using his um, money to buy expensive things. His grades drop to, his GPA drops to one, which is like whatever. And she's like, he's just not going to school. He's not taking education seriously. He's not managing his money or his finances properly. This, and also just being a parent, knowing that like this has a sell by date, the minute they age out of this, like what is going to happen with them? So straight into pornography. I mean like, yeah. So, um, she's, when she spoke with Nelson, um, she hoped to convince him, see her side of things that she didn't want her son to fail, but she wanted him to be safe. Um, so it's going to look like a money grab though it's going to look like a money grab right now elsewhere obviously this squad is becoming massive and it is like other people are starting to notice pop star pink in august 2021 tweets how many kids like piper rockwell are being exploited by their parents at what point do the rest of us say this isn't okay for a 13 year old to be posing in a bikini while her mother takes the photo so she's referring to a carousel of images on Piper's Instagram account shot in the backyard pool. Pictures show Piper wearing a blue tie-dye string bikini, running her hands through her brown hair. In some, she's pouting and she's sticking out her tongue. These images, 300,000 likes, right? So... wonder how many saves they have. Yeah. It's so dark. And the mum just giddy with the income. Yeah. So... Oh. There, this this creates a bit of a conversation online around you know um, child talent or whatever like this, and Jonah's watching this all play out, hoping that it will finally bring some positive change. Um, but oh and it does it does to a certain extent. So after Pink tweeted that, YouTube removed the thumbnail of images of the three of Piper's videos citing violations of its child safety policy. So one image from a video titled "My Boyfriend Walked In On Me" showed Piper clutching a towel against her seemingly bare body with her mouth agape and cheeks red as Lev shields his eyes. The other two photos showed Piper and her friends in bikinis, one from a Fashion Nova promotional shoot, while the other was. 
um, from a video titled Wearing a Hot Outfit Then Leaving Him. YouTube left the oh, videos, the geez. full videos up, but the um, thumbnails are removed. So um, Piper was, they were forced to kind of make comment because TMZ and whatever else had picked up on the tweet that Pink had left. Mm. And Piper defended Tiffany saying that her mother was supportive of her career and that the bikini photos along with other controversial content had been her idea. Um Piper claimed that Ping's characterization of Tiffany was not true, but acknowledged it wasn't the first time she'd heard concerns about her online exposure. Um, so Piper had just turned 14 when, when Pink had made the tweet. To celebrate her birthday, the squad were going off to Disneyland. Um, Nelson nor Liana could not go with Jensen. Nelson was in ICU with COVID and Liana was preparing to take care of him once he was sent home. Jonna felt she needed to be... Um, there and she needed to act so she uh, he didn't want her there and tiffany wouldn't allow it anyway so she offered her son a compromise she would pick him up at the end of the first day of shooting and stay with him at a hotel or take him home and drive him back early the next morning but jensen wasn't happy with that arrangement and when jonah got there that evening and texted him what i had placed to meet he didn't reply he, she tried to call Tiffany and another man of the squad. Nothing. So at 11pm, a text arrived from Jensen's phone questioning whether Jonah had discussed her plan to pick up to pick him up with Nelson. And she said, your father is incapacitated in another state, she replied. And um, that message and other messages she sent him were not delivering. So she felt like he had blocked her number. So she had no option but to file a missing persons report with the police oh and to return God. home and await news of her son. The next morning, the police notified her that they confirmed Jensen's location at a hotel. She could meet him there. So according to Jonah, the police assured her that she'd done the right thing by filing a report. But when she arrived at the hotel, Tiffany and Hunter were there and Jensen was taking selfies and cracking jokes with the cops. Jonah got the sense that she'd been painted as the problem, a stage mom unable to cope with the fact that she couldn't dictate the terms of her son's mm -hmm. career. He makes a lot of money, you know, one of the officers said. So she didn't know really what to do. She had to let him go off and do the second filming day at Disneyland. And um, then she realized that she, there was this, this weird instance where she realized that her phone or her car had an AirTag device on it that was being tracked by Jensen's phone. So like they're just in weird, you know. Um, Paranoid. Yeah, they're obviously uh, stalking her and then trying to keep distance away from her. So um, the month after the Disneyland trip, a court-appointed attorney was helping him navigate his legal options. His parents' divorce proceedings weren't likely to end anytime soon, so he started to seek emancipation from his parents and decided that he would submit a petition that Liana would become his legal guardian. Liana, who's 23 at the time, claimed that she was already Jensen's primary caregiver and Jodan was seldom home. She um, she brought up the example of Jonah and Heather arranging that meeting between the kids as creating a situation in which Jensen was being harassed and feeling stressed and therefore she was incapable of supporting him. And basically the courts allowed it that Liana would become his full-time caregiver and guardian a 23 year old Jesus. also in this youtube world making decisions for jensen and his um 
future's career. Yeah. yeah. Even though uh, Jonah's team presented like incredible statements from other talent managers, stunt coordinators, and other people who'd worked with them on the ca- on the thing, saying that she was a had brilliant and healthy interactions with her son. And that it was refreshing to be able to find an active mother who was not trying to make her child's career their own career, but simply there to further the child. Wow. So friends and character witnesses described the sacrifices Jonah made by moving to L.A. for Liana and Jensen. Um, and she said, I think the biggest mistake she made was that she loved her children so much she has let them take advantage of her. So um, the even and then other testimonies started to come in from other parents of the squad members sophie's mother heather described the quad the squad as cult-like alleging that tiffany tries to drive a wedge into family and um protect inner circles and it's just a big abusive mess so where we've ended up is there is currently a legal like i said a legal battle that um is going on a big and so in, in a big lawsuit filed against Tiffany and Hunter. Um, they are the Matthew Sarlson is is the prosecutor. He says he didn't even know what to make of the case. That it's eleven squad members and their parents who are seeking uh, who are seeking this act. They had compared notes and identified what they saw as patterns of adv- abuse. Um, that Tiffany and Hunter's interference with the kids' contents once they left the squad um, caused a loss of income and that they were instanced that the parents believed raised serious concerns about the safety and well-being of any child who was in the squad, including Piper. Um, there's the, the lawsuit that's currently going on says that several squad members include that during a 2020 trip to to Las Vegas, Tiffany had provided them with hemp brownies that they were separated. Um, Sorry. So she she was just drugging the children then? That she was providing them with drugs, right? Hemp brownie, though, that's that's not a hash brownie. Oh. Mm, Hemp maybe is okay and maybe not hash, but... And anyway, they said on more than one occasion, Tiffany engaged in the use of recreational drugs around them, encouraged them to do the same. Um, Corrine Piper's old friend from Georgia, who had left the squad in 2019, told her mother that um, Tiffany once took her to the post office to mail Piper's worn training bras and panties to a fan. <gasps> Corrine remembered Tiffany saying, old men like to smell this stuff. Oh, yeah. Tiffany. Um. Sophie also made a claim that Tiffany once grabbed Piper's face to kiss her on the mouth to teach her how to make out on camera. She also claimed that Tiffany once called her flat, referring to her chest, and wondered out loud whether a male member of the squad had a bunch of freckles on his dick. Several kids described Tiffany talking about sex with them. Reese, the daughter of Tiffany's sister Ashley, filmed a few videos in 2020 and 2021. He was 10 at the time, recalled her aunt asking if she'd ever had, if he'd, if she'd ever had sex before and telling her that she should. Numerous ex-squad members described Tiffany touching them inappropriately, slapping their butt, poking at their anuses through their clothes and rubbing their thighs. The kids have said that sometimes Tiffany assumed alter egos, including this one, Lenny, the oh, same name Gavin Magnus. Magnus had mentioned in the unfiled court documents. Um, and according to former squad members, while acting as Lenny, Tiffany would chase kids around the home, yelling threatening phrases, including, I'm going to touch you in your sleep. 
Um, another squad member describes being ambushed by Tiffany and tossed onto a bed where Tiffany proceeded to rub her right arm all over Reese's face pretending it was Lenny's penis. Oh my God. So, yeah. Bit of, bit of fun. So. Prosecutors were horrified. <laughs> Obviously. Armless, awful. By what has gone on and finds it very, very, um, very, very credible. So, um, this goes, the, the squad are trying to continue with business as normal not commenting on the lawsuit or anything else like that. Um, And they've been the subject of multiple, I suppose, investigations and like discourse online under the hashtag kids aren't content. um, Kids aren't content hashtag. A YouTuber, a YouTube channel called the Dad Challenge Podcasts, which is parents, I guess, talking about this kind of stuff, read out the whole... um, lawsuit publicly making it more and more public so has a series called the fall of tiffany raquel yeah so um in july then of 2022 i think tiffany countersued the former squad members invoking the federal racketeer influence and corruption organizations act alleging that the kids parents had conspired to damage her reputation and piper's business with false allegations of sexual abuse she claimed that youtube demonized that the um oh so when all this was sorry when all this started to break in february in february 2022 YouTube responded to the lawsuit by demonetizing her channel so she can no longer make money from YouTube based based off it. And um, then in the countersuit, Tiffany claims that the YouTube demonetization is costing Piper between 300,000 and 500,000 in monthly advertising revenue and about 50,000 to 125,000 in brand deals. So this case is scheduled to go to trial in April of this year. Looking forward to the update. And we will keep you posted. Sorry, it's so... Holy hell. At first long. I was like, I'm never going to remember these names. Now, I'm never going to forget these fucking people. I'm in. Jesus. I'm locked into the squad. Yeah. Drams. As if I needed more. And the parents of the squad members now are still saying that the allegations are baseless. Mm, of course. Um, meanwhile, Jonah is still on the outside of her family wondering what she can do and hoping that in doing conversations and talking about it in this incredible piece from the atavist she'll get her family that she will somehow get her family back and that she still only wants what is best for her son and daughter who've betrayed her so violently cassie thank you oh i'm sweating whoa um thank you for listening Thank you for listening. Head on over to our Patreon should you wish to hear about more toxic, crazy shit. Yeah. Love to see it. That's what we do. See you nice. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.